0: god why are we so hated everybody just loves hating us <laughs> uh, well i just want to make a retraction actually uh-huh. um, of everything we talked about uh last episode Wait, did the culture of a uh, minister <laughs> of poland call you <laughs> give you a talking to about your disdain to eva's work <sighs> just having some fudge <laughs> literal fudge yeah it's called a krówka. it's like a, a, a polish fudge it means a little cow like me C- cute i'm more of a calf
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you had a you had a pretty adventurous week didn't you oh my god it's too adventurous um so me and my dad finished renovating my studio, which I'm so happy. It looks amazing. Thank you. You should it's, put it on uh, on uh, Stephanie's listings. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's like it's half the price of what you can get in New York. <laughs> Fly in. <laughs> you can. You I guess can. We, I, I guess you can resume uh, residency programs at exactly. this point in Europe. No one's getting vaccinated. and will be for the coming like four years So, whatever. <laughs> Let's just resume life. Exactly. Well, the studio looks so good. Now I can totally use the photos to run a scam residency program. <laughs> oh, you should. <laughs> some, um, uh, some Cayman Islands uh, <laughs> shell company. <laughs> totally. A, a Delaware S-Corp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no names mentioned. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: yeah, so we finished that. And <laughs> fixed my flooding basement which is unbelievable that happened mm-hmm. um then we were blasted with an arctic blast as most of the northern hemisphere has been true how does that happen across continents though i don't know this is like the first time that i could remember where like we're all dealing with the same weather insanity like this is unprecedented i feel like i mean in all fairness and i told you this earlier i told you that earlier this week we used to go away uh at some point or another during the winter and so we we never sort of stay put to like experience the the travesties of winter mm-hmm. um i feel like this is the very first year and i don't know like five years or so that i haven't gone away anywhere like between basel not happening to like i used to go to israel in the winter like this is the very first time experiencing the brutal february new york winter yeah yeah, I've been fortunate that the last few years I've had some reason to go away in the winter. Even if it's somewhere in Europe, it's just it breaks up this winter monotony. Yeah, um, I mean, even even prisoners have a schedule. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, we left the house yesterday morning to pick up my mom at my grandma's which is on the other side of the country from southwestern Poland and northeastern Poland to like 10 kilometers from the Belarus border. It's a big country. It's a big country. You can ask Sherman they will confirm. (laughs) (laughs) And then we hightailed out of there um, because we did want to hang out there. And we also had to beat the, like, more snow that was coming. And then we drove to southeastern Poland to where my dad's from. And basically, it was a 16-hour drive. That's insane. It's insane. It's like driving from Winnipeg to Chicago. Shout out, Brendan. Uh. I mean, the longest I've gone, I think, I've driven was a few years back. We went on a friend'scation in uh, Vermont, and it was like eight hours. I mean... I don't know about you, but my ass starts hurting at a certain point. <laughs> well, that's like, a, again, like growing up in Winnipeg, that was like, oh, let's go to Minneapolis for the weekend. That was like a <laughs> seven to eight hour drive. Um, Jesus. I well, know. I guess if you don't have any choice, exactly. what are seven to eight hours? Yeah. And flights are so expensive, like Canada to US, uh-huh. where if you didn't drive, it'd be like, oh, it'll be $500 to go to Minneapolis for the weekend. God. What is it like a business route? Yeah, basically, it's kind of like those smaller jets, like a mm-hmm. Embraer 170. Um, right. And then today I did a hashtag secret project Madonna task, which I can't get into publicly, <laughs> but visited some exciting factories. Uh, all will be revealed later. And we got an amazing Italian pizza. And by Italian, I mean it was very roman it's something we could have had on our residency trip last year, it was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, then my dad got pulled over by the police <laughs> for doing an illegal U turn. Oh, Jesus, in it was like the snow, a, in the snow, it was like a TV moment. It was we went to one of the like big box hardware stores and then we were done, we left. Uh, I actually blame Apple and Google, you know, how like the GPS is so slow now in Mm -hmm. recent iphone models where it's just like cannot find your location ever and so i was like oh turn here but we were supposed to go straight so after looking on google maps he's like okay i'm gonna u-turn here i was like just go straight ahead and we'll go to the next roundabout i said you can't you can't u-turn here he's like who says i can't u-turn here and (laughs) in all fairness the double line was obscured by tons of snow Mm -hmm. but it was like a tv moment where immediately he u-turned and then like blue lights turned on <laughs> My like God. the cop car was right behind us oh they were behind you yeah they, they were, were literally sit- behind sitting us. idly <laughs> vulturing no <laughs> they were just like in traffic behind us and he did the stupidest move <laughs> yeah but he just well, got a warning it would have been a 50 dollar fine basically jesus at least they didn't lock him up <laughs> uh well jordan's been out of town for a couple of days and the other night i went hog wild and <laughs> ordered Domino's, <laughs> my fave <laughs> i shouldn't have dairy but uh what the hell is it dairy um, though
1: <laughs> allegedly yeah, tr-
0: that's it's a legitimate question um i got a small pie with uh pepperoni and black olives mm, and love that then I also got an order of their garlic knots. love those, and I really went all in on the dressings on the sauces. I mean, I got a garlic sauce and a marinara sauce and by the end of by the end of the meal, I was just like a <sighs> clove of garlic basically amazing <laughs> a giant knot. delicious a giant knot yeah um watched season four of Sex in the City not yeah. my favorite season, but uh still I just uh. I find it a very fitting form of uh, escapism, as I might have mentioned on a previous episode. This, like, slice of uh, late 90s, early aughts New York. Yeah. Did you go to bed yet? (laughs) I think that's season three, isn't it? (laughs) Um, No, I just watched the episode where Charlotte decides to leave her gallery position to focus on, uh, like, married life, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and ensues this, like, uh, feminism discussion with Miranda. Charlotte insisting that, like, feminism is all about a woman's right to choose. choose, And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just it's such a classic, like, one-on-one third-wave feminism uh, debate. And, I mean, she's uh, right. There. She's right. What can you say against it? Like, yeah. if she wants to quit her position. And totally. Because I'm becoming a mom. Why not? yeah i mean i wish i was uh booed up and i could just stay at home with kids (laughs) yeah exactly um yeah that's been my very boring week so far well we're gonna make it out of the arctic blast intact it's just it's just such a uh such like a pile up of like small to large and medium nuisances make for make for a really unbearable winter yeah i agree um, it started it was, off well. Yeah, but I mean, slowly I feel like the optimism is kind of like depleting. <laughs> the yeah. reserves are being exhausted. I mean, this um, is the most frustrated I felt in years with kind of just feeling like trapped by winter. Yeah. Mm. I uh, I just, I, I feel like a homesteader, honestly. <laughs> well, no, so do I. I mean, just to leave on this trip, like we were going to leave on... Monday and we left Tuesday because Sunday night my dad's like uh it's supposed to be minus 15 like all week we need to do something otherwise your pipes are going to freeze and burst so we have to stay a day longer and that's literally not figuratively yeah like they're actually going to (laughs) burst we need to like get you know more wood pellets find someone to come check on the furnace so my really sweet neighbor her and her husband uh came on monday we showed them everything and she's been checking in like twice a day which is so nice Mm -hmm. she walks past to go to her father's house uh and the the thermostats set to six degrees celsius (laughs) And it's it like, like you, your, it sounds like your average Berlin apartment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, don't turn the radiator past the star below one <laughs> or the environment will explode. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, even just like leaving the house for a week is a nightmare that I have to deal with. Like, I'm not even yeah. there and it's drama. Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. But I also had two house guests, which was fun. Right before we left, my friends, Andre and Steven. Oh, that's Uh, nice. Yeah, Andre, We stayed at his place in Warsaw. It was cute. And he has an amazing menswear line called Delicatessen with a K. Oh, that's that's the guy uh, where we stayed in his apartment? Yep. Oh, such a beautiful place. Yeah, it's so nice. And it was really nice to host them because they always host me in Warsaw. And I also went to Burgundy to visit them in their country house. Ooh la la. Yeah, it's very cute. And... So, finally, I got to be Mr. B&B, not to be confused with that gay Mr. B&B site. (laughs) But I made so much good food. I made two desserts. It was really fun. Yeah. That's nice. Well, the other... I think it was Friday, right before it started snowing here again, I uh, uh, met up with my in-laws in Tribeca. We had lunch at the Odeon. Oh, nice. And then went over to see my show. It was one of these, like, rare... Pretty unmanageable days in the city. Mm-hmm. Sorry, there's some sirens at the background. Um, any Artnet News uh, regulars spotted at the Odeon? Uh, I wouldn't even uh, be able to identify them if I saw them. <laughs> who, who should I be looking out for? <laughs> any multicolored pants? Um, sorry, I was just too invested in my fries—the <laughs> truffle fries, <laughs> not the truffle fries—but they had them uh, on the menu again, available. Um, no, I haven't seen anyone. Uh, anyone I recognize? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, no, Cara Delevingne's or anything. Who's that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah. What do we want to talk about today? Oh, by the way, last week's episode. Um, Our most hate feedback s- heavy episode ever. <laughs> yeah. I hate, to, I hate to sound like the other podcast, but we've been getting some flack for it. <laughs> yeah. Our haters. Our haters. <laughs> so much flack. <laughs> so much flack. Yeah. God, why are we so hated? Everybody just loves hating us. <laughs> uh, well, I just want to make a retraction, actually, uh-huh. um, of everything we talked about. Uh, last episode wait did the culture <laughs> of, uh, minister of poland call you <laughs> give you a talking to about your disdain to eva's work yeah exactly um no i just i would actually say that i actually hate john Car- uh, john karen john karen's work the most out of any figurative painter but he's not a zombie figurative painter and that's something that i noticed coming up in our comments and feedback it's just like anything that was figurative, people were lumping in with zombie figuration. But right. I don't think that was the point of that article or the point we were trying to make. Um yeah. I'm like, just is any Martinez zombie figuration? No. No, it's not. I'm just looking at John Curran's paintings, which I know obviously, but like uh And they're not they hand- really they they belong in a different category. They like belong in the ke- Keech... like yeah. They're just tacky to me. I don't like them. But but also it's like of that article. Like I don't think uh, Eva Yarushkevich. Like I don't like the works. But sweet friend of the pod, Maché, loves them. And I, Mm -hmm. you know, we are all entitled to what we like and dislike. Um, Oh, and of course, and also this field is a democracy of the opinion yeah. essentially and i have um, many bad opinions like i am geschmacklos as germans say tasteless <laughs> um i love domino's pizza i'm re- really into tacky shit and that's me <laughs> i mean we don't all have to be 24 7 sophisticated <laughs> and like. but so i don't like eva's work um Maciej really loves it i will say though I also feel like that article was kind of wrong about it. I don't think of that work as zombie figuration. It's just like, that's like a aesthetic and content that she enjoys to paint and has been painting for years. Um, I just always ask myself when people get so riled up and angry about, you know, your opinion about things that are popular or trendy or seem like significant at the moment. I just ask myself like, what like, what a, uh, like, why are you so sensitive and defensive about it that you need to like that you feel sort of a sense of indignation towards you know the expression of our opinions? Like, why? Why? Like, like why? But that was not um, Maché. He was not sensitive. But no, I yeah. feel like some other people were. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just mean yeah, like the whole the whole gay figuration stuff. I feel like if it wasn't you know so full of. You know, a sense of uh, significance at the moment. Um, people wouldn't necessarily die on that hill. Yeah. Um, and also, but, this I feel like this genre gets a lot of gets a whole pass essentially quality wise because there's this you know yeah. false sense of significance that attribute is attributed to yeah. it. But also, it's like we need to ask ourselves: Why did no one really care ten years ago about this style of painting or genre? Like wispy sad gay figuration it's not like there's been some major social shift like what because there's gay marriage and gays can serve in the military as of the last 10 years in the u.s that's like the social change that's necessitated like longing for 1970s fire island or something right um i just yeah it's one of these um moments in culture that is just so out of lockstep with you know actual relevance i feel just to echo what you said i feel like this might have been more sort of pressing and pertinent maybe 20 or 30 years ago when there was still like you know the tail end of outrage from the aids uh Mm -hmm. aids epidemic um i don't know but yeah it's it's a market forces looking for trends to create and that's the thing and that's like this trends moment it's just like fashion yeah sorry um, the way the wind blows yeah and also just uh, unrelated side note about John Curran whose work I like. couldn't I don't care too much for the work but whatever uh, his wife uh, supremely more talented than him I find Rachel Feinstein who just had a covid related very long show up at the jewish museum that came down uh, a couple of months ago um she shows with gagojin as well um and i love her work it's like f- f- sort of takes on um fantasy and sort of um uh like fairy tales um in sculptural form and um also wall hangings i really love her work um same So behind the very well-known men, there's always a supremely more talented woman there. I said it. True. Also, uh, love her look. Yeah, she's uh, I love a, I love a pasty Jewish woman. (laughs) (laughs) A dead messing type. Yeah. But not (laughs) annoying. Uh, I cannot stand Deborah Messing. If there's a single actress, I cannot stand it's her. I loved her back in the day, but then when she tried to go all Alyssa Milano, it's just like, like woke wise, like woke milk toast liberal. Uh huh. Yeah. I mean, jo- Jordan's gonna kill me for uh, excoriating her. <laughs> he loves Deborah Messing, Um, but I loved wow. her on like version one of the show, and then when the the reboot came around, I was just like, oh, "You are so annoying." I don't. I don't think I've even uh, watched the original show. I only have on like Delta Airlines in play video. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually how I got. <laughs> how I got onto rewatching uh, Dharma and Greg <laughs> on like one flight back from Bumfuck wherever. I started rewatching. You know, it's just a sporadic selection of <laughs> episodes you have available on the entertainment system um and then i was just so hungry for it that i like found it on really low quality on youtube and that's a show that actually stood the test of time and is still funny uh it's sort of like it was so prescient in (laughs) foreseeing woke going berserk (laughs) yeah and also just like what you know like williamsburg has become Mm -hmm. some square business banker type with a the new age hippie partner. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I'm standing on a table. <laughs> uh, oh, I read somewhere that the new show that um, Dina Dunham is producing, "Our Queen of the Pod," our queen. What is it called? Controversy. Anyways, she's. Uh, they're filming a new uh, a new project, and they included much of the surprise of the staff and the actors on the set just a bunch of dead cats Oh Hit. my god! <laughs> <laughs> lena dunham responds to backlash over scene featuring cat dissections in her new hbo max series um got word from a friend in the industry hbo has a new show called generation coming out it's produced by lena dunham and earlier this week they uh, they brought a real dead They brought in real dead kittens for background to dissect on set. No warning. People had trauma responses. Um, Are you surprised? Sorry, should have trigger warning this segment. (laughs) Am I surprised? Yeah. Um, By yet yet another dead pet? (laughs) I was just going to say, well, considering she has so many pets around her that die under mysterious circumstances... I'm not surprised. (laughs) Just Google Uh, it. (laughs) And I'll preface and say I love Lena Dunham and everything. She's uh, not every single thing she's ever done. I don't think I've even watched Tiny Furniture. I did. It was was okay. Okay. Her mom was good in it. I like when Um, like non-actors are acting. Right. And Um, uh, I liked. I gave a chance to that camping show, but like it was just so subpar. Oh, I was going to ask about that. uh, What's her name? Jennifer Gardner? No. I think she was in it, wasn't she? Jenny Connor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Jennifer Jennifer Gardner. She's like, is has there been a single commercial in the history of commercial she has not appeared in? <laughs> is, is she in like a Latisse commercial? Or what's that thing Jen Aniston's in? Something about oh dry God. eyes? The eye drops? <laughs> she has... She has chronic dry eye. <laughs> what can we do about it? Restless leg syndrome ads. Uh, yeah. Um. Wait. Oh, God. A few years ago, like season two of Girls was being shot, I think. And I was in New York and they had all those signs around Greenpoint, you know, where they tell you that they're shooting. Wait, are you sure it wasn't the Keisha uh, music video? Shot in Williams. Kaisa. Our people, our people, our people in dress and attitude and funk. We should have this stylist from the music video come on the pod. It's crazy. (laughs) It like every six months I'll send you a link to that, or maybe once a year. And I'm always shocked looking at the date it was posted on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And it's like, wait, this video is only like six years old or something. It feels like a. lifetime yeah. ago it's so tacky and it was dated when it came out yeah it was sort of the genesis of that specific type of frumpy yeah it was like that hipster sort of dumpster, frumpy yeah dumpster diving sort of uh williamsburg greenpoint yeah frumpy. like i got fired from american apparel for stealing from the stockroom. room Ugh, i miss american apparel <laughs> sorry I miss American. Apparel. You, you miss that underwear with the piping. <laughs> I still have some of those at home when they f- when they fucking opened their first location in Tel Aviv, like thirteen, fourteen years ago, everything was half off for the opening. I was and gonna say, still do they have... have a three times markup? <laughs> uh yeah, so everything was half off and like I still have some clothing items from that grand oh opening. My God. I yeah. just remember my ex had the fluorescent underwear and it faded oh, yeah. into such a disgusting color. <laughs> into his skin <laughs> basically <laughs> oh my god yeah that's where i first saw a togo sofa god <laughs> <laughs> a giant foreskin on the floor done <laughs> sorry right, um, just sc- just scrolling through teen vogue to see if there's any interesting any kaiza <laughs> <laughs> any kaiza gossip um mm-hmm. we should post s- like a clip of kaiza on the instagram we should thoughts on art <laughs> I wonder what she's been up to. Oh, actually she's had like a lot of tragedy in her life. I'm sorry I'm laughing uh, but Sorry. No, I think she was like in a car accident, a hit and run or something like that and that's oh why God. she wasn't making music. Um but that song's a banger though. It's a hot jam. I don't even remember it. I'm that's you're just trying to get me to sing it. <laughs> I sure am. (laughs) Well, we can't afford the music rights clearance, so I'm not singing it. Even by a fellow Pole? (laughs) It's your birthright. She's Canadian. (laughs) Oh, really? So are you. (laughs) Exactly. Wait, she's not Polish? No, I know it looks kind of Polish, but could also be Hungarian. You know, they also do the SZ. Who knows? I've been trying to get to the bottom of it just so you know we can have like more Martha's in our corner, but
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um yeah, but well, that day uh, a mess. Yeah. We should maybe uh once you come visit, we should go uh tour all the spots seen on the video on in uh, industrial <laughs> Williamsburg. Like a a chop shop across from like a porta potty rental adjacent from, like, to a crane the, the rental. Vice. <laughs> the Vice Headquarters. <laughs> Gavin McInnes. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of Teen Vogue, according to them, uh, posted yesterday on February 9th, um, the headline goes, North painted Bob Ross style art and Kim Kardashian is proud. Why was Bob Ross's spirit holding her hand? um northwest may be just seven years old but she's already got a lengthy list of accomplishments including performing at her dad kanye's kanye's fashion show directing her own version of old town road starring in a youtube video with jojo siwa oh she's our people jojo jojo siwa new lesbian icon Uh uh-huh yeah Um, And being part of the first family of reality TV. She's also apparently quite a good painter, leading fans to believe that Miss West may be the new Bob Ross, the iconic TV painter of soothing landscapes. Uh, So the aforementioned painting is something that indeed looks like a Bob Ross and definitely not like something a seven-year-old would have (laughs) had the skill to produce. Although I can see them... I could see them having her have a little tutor or art classes since, like, age three. You know, like a piano virtuoso who's three. It's really detailed. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I wonder, could a seven-year-old with enough instruction... I mean, are seven-year-olds on MasterChef Junior, or are they a bit older? Are they, like, nine? I've never watched it. Because that show, you're like, how does that seven-year-old or whatever do, like, that complicated knife work. (laughs) Yeah. I thought kids were not allowed to uh, have access to knives. (laughs) Well, anything Um, goes in America. True. Uh, Um, Well, some doubted that North had actually painted the piece in question while others jumped to her defense defense Twitter wanting to bully Northwest for her painting saying, Oh no, she didn't make it. No seven year old could do that. That's literally a Bob Ross style piece. If you gave a kid the supplies and time, uh, and time with the Bob Ross marathon in the background, they could do this easily. Others even had ideas for a new show. It's not even hate, because if she can really paint like that, then that'd be mad entertaining. And we know that the Kardashians always find a way to profit off their children. Imagine if Northwest was the next Bob Ross with some. Uh, with some calming Kanye beats playing, pitched one Twitter user. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so where would you position this art piece in the very broad spectrum of art scene on the Kardashians or in the context of Kanye West? <laughs> uh, well, it's better than that fake Jeff Koons balloon dog that
1: <laughs>
0: that Chris, that mother, had in her office. Uh-huh. Um, what, what else have they had? How do you like the, uh, the music video for famous? How does that rate rank? So lame. (laughs) Those like Madame Tussauds wax figures. Do we know who even uh, did it? Probably Ryder rips in between banging Zelia banks. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Also, just the selection of naked bodies is, just, this whole video is so grotesque. Yeah. Like George Bush, Anna Wintour, Donald Trump, Rihanna, Chris Brown, Taylor Swift. Oh, and she got all upset because she wasn't a, uh, she wasn't reached out for permission oh, for yeah. approval to uh, participate in it. Whoa. Connie West, and Kardashian, Ray J. Who's Ray J.? Ray J is the guy that Kim K made the sex tape with. Uh, Brandy, Norwood's brother. No idea who that is. <laughs> you know Brandy. Emma Rose. on top the world, top the world. Brandy from uh, Monica and Brandy? Yeah. Oh, from okay. Moesha no. Brandy. The boys' yeah, Mine yeah. Brandy. Yeah, we got it yeah. in Israel in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get Sister Sister, though? We got that. We also got <laughs> S- Sinbad oh yes <laughs> <laughs> family matters oh, i love family matters growing pains who's the boss love who's got the boss. everything tony Masselli's so hot yeah um what's that show with the uh, freds you just you just texted me this oh wonder day. Years. Yeah, Fred Savage, Wonder Years. And what's the other show where the opening tune song was Obladee Oblada by the Beatles? Life Goes On. That was good. And Corky, the special needs son. Corky. Yeah, I remember that. (sighs) Oh, uh, oh God. (laughs) (laughs) And Uh, also, yeah, seems like there's an Arthur Jaffa Kanye West video that I wasn't aware of for um, uh, some song... I have not been following Kanye's career, honestly. I mean, it has nosedived since The Life of Pablo. Which um, I don't think I've even listened to. It's great. It yeah, it's good. It is really okay. good, actually. There's a song with Sia on it called Wolves. Um, <laughs> there was no autism appropriation happening in that one. Uh huh. Um, Are you referring to the new movie? Yeah. Okay, I'd that, love Sia. That she keeps digging herself into a hole over. Uh. Um, she wasn't she like fostered by um David Guetta? <laughs> what like a foster yeah. child? No, no, fosters <laughs> in her career fostering. Like oh, she fostered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. No, you know what? My first insight into Sia was the Starbucks checkout in Winnipeg. <laughs> In like 2009, they always had Sorry, Sia <laughs> albums at the checkout. I almost <laughs> choked on my jewel. Oh, my <laughs> God. Be careful. Sia, 1000 Forms of Fear. That, no, wait, that's the other one. What's the one with like that annoying cover? I don't know. But I love the Sia David Us songs. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll never forget the, some of the best nights of my life were at uh, GAMF in Berlin. Ugh, same. With uh, David Guetta blasting every every other song, basically. They had a pretty limited repertoire. <laughs> and this was before the Martin Luther King Jr. I Have a Dream remix that he did. <laughs> Wait, did you ever, did you ever go to GMF? Did we ever go yeah, together? Yeah, I, I went. with you and Jordan one time. It was so okay. fun. I loved like that grid of ceiling lights and going out on that terrace. And it was such it a fun Yeah, it did feel glamorous. Yeah. and you know what? I want glamour. I don't want to be in a dungeon anymore. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's funny because I started going to GMF uh, towards sort of my my, I guess last year in Berlin, after you know experiencing six years of like the sort of more heavy handed uh, like bergine sort of type of nightlife and then towards the end of my life in berlin i was like okay fuck it i just want to have a nice time where people are not necessarily sort of erased totally on drugs and alcohol and are just there to have fun and gamef was totally yeah. the place you would have like suburban kids like take the s bahn to uh yes to it was bridge and tunnel as you people say in new york oh yeah it was the mother of all like closeted not even closeted but like the it not was not in need of a label yeah <laughs> um and it was just a, a fun party with fun uplifting music and kids who uh just didn't need drugs or alcohol yeah to uh, have a good time and also it was on a sunday night so like if you had a job you have to go to on a Monday morning, which most of the Bridge and Tunnel um, crowd had to, like, you couldn't really get wasted. Yeah, because they're actually contributing members of society. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, it was also such a perfect location because I lived up the street from there. I don't know if you remember. Oh, yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, you were so close. You were uh, up uh, Prince Law Rally. Yeah. Um, I also liked that basic bitches like me were welcome. That's my vibe. <laughs> what what makes you call yourself a basic bitch I'm like a shade of basic bitch you know but then at the same time I'm like I don't know bear kind people are like a basic bitch because they all look the same <laughs> yeah I, I mean a bit, I mean it's just a way for you to like uh, you know wear the clout without having done any sort of hard you know. work you just yeah it's there. like people that went to uh, Studio 54 will talk about it for the next 50 years um <laughs> Yeah, exactly.
1: Mm.
0: Well, um, you you um, addressed one of my little tidbits I was going to address. Uh huh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no worries. My my first lightning round thing I wanted to get to was Kim Kardashian West in the art uh-huh. press. Um, but no, we should do a full episode sometime where we go through their art moments, like the Peter awesome. Shire mugs. <laughs> god and a famous uh famous scene between chloe and chris i think where they're talking about their art purchases if i remember correctly oh, yeah. chris's office and the books where it was like Le Corbusier. oh yeah the books it's the books yeah <laughs> it's like who's Le Corbusier? like dumb and dumber yeah. and uh, all those art moments look like they were all shot at the same time and then distributed in amongst the season like they were kind of interstitials oh, I'm of them sure. being cultured I'm sure is Ryan Seacrest still involved in the production well they're their other last season but then they have a new deal with Hulu Uh huh. but I feel like he's following them because he left the E! red carpet show I feel like he's gonna leave E! and go with the Kardashians to the Hulu deal but it hasn't been announced right. that's my theory He's um, also been on. He's also been on and off the Kelly and Ryan show. Like this morning, it was just Kelly solo. Sad. I love Kelly. I love her too. I remember when Madonna was on like 2004, and Kelly was uh, just like mewing about Madonna's Louis Vuitton bag, the like Takashi Murakami collaboration, because oh, it was yeah. so hard to get. <laughs> Well, I remember when Madonna came on the show like three or four years ago after a, like, for Madonna, a significant weight gain. Um, and she was wearing that floral dress and she was so self-conscious and oh, like no. apologetic for her weight. <laughs> no. And we're like, girl, you look amazing. Okay? Yeah. Um, you have a very stable base of fans. Putting the Zaft in Zaftig. Exactly. Um... Okay, well, an artist jokingly offered to install Twitter style check marks on famous people's homes for $3,000. Oh my god. Lots of people took it seriously. The prank took on a life of its own after real applications for the emblems started rolling in. Does this surprise is you? <laughs> is that for blue check Twitter users, or is that some form of like. Is that just like an emblem to have regardless of your following on Twitter? It's a, I guess if you were blue checked anywhere, like on Twitter or Instagram. Mm-hmm. Well, guess where I have a blue check? Um, Tinder. <laughs> what, what does that mean on Tinder? <laughs> it means you're a real person that you verified. They, oh, I they see. do this thing where it asks you to take a selfie and it knows that you actually use the camera like the front facing camera and then right. it compares the biometrics to what you have as your profile pics uh-huh. you know what this S- reminds me of this reminds me of uh every now and then i see on buzzfeed or something like that uh pictures of like houses in like rural R- romania of like gypsies or roma people like, really gaudy mansions with the Mercedes-Benz emblem and huge, oh like, atop of the house or BMW. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a status symbol. Something uh, I would be into if I do say oh, so myself. Totally. Yeah. A lot of uh, logo on my
1: house.
0: A-G-F-A-B-E logo on your house. I'm sure there's one somewhere in the house. That's I'm surprised sure. I haven't found any swastikas yet like under the plaster. Totally. Um, maybe um, there's a show from History Channel. that can come and explore that and then give me a free renovation after. Yeah. Uh, Do you know where your parents were <laughs> in the 1940s? <laughs> you know, it's crazy, though. A friend of mine that lives two villages over, uh, one of the other gays in the village, he opened his floorboards up once and there was like all this clothing photos, furniture, silver, etc that Germans left behind. That's wild. Yeah. Like they they buried it in the floor in case they came back, which they haven't. Which they haven't. Although I'm sure there'll be some legal claim in the future. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, luckily my house was a school. <laughs> um Anyway, blue check marks. Um, would you like to have one on your rural home, uh, <laughs> your r- rural uh, adobe in uh, Poland? Yeah, I want a rotating blue check mark because I, I am me, Pashemek uh-huh. Pischek, the elusive Chantus. <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds so silly and like a 2008 type stunt. Totally. if you ask yeah. me. Yeah, way to go, artist. (laughs) Yeah, just uh, (laughs) casually running out of ideas. (laughs) Yeah. All right, um, moving on. The city of Palm Springs has declined to sponsor art in this year's edition of Desert X, the biennial that stages ambitious, free, open-air art installations across California's Coachella Valley. In the in a January meeting, the Palm Springs City Council initially authorized $30,000 in public arts funds for Altan and Loper, an installation of six sculptures by artist Christopher Myers. But the deal fell apart after the city said it would only release the funds if it could work directly with the artist rather than the biennial due to due to concerns about last year's Desert X Al Ula in Saudi Arabia a country known for its human rights violations. The city also sought to display the work for five years, long after the nine-week biennial runs its course. Thoughts? Uh, The only thing I could think of uh, this whole time we were talking, I was just asking myself the question, is Desert X, is the X like a non-gender binary thing in the title? (laughs) X marks the spot. Uh true. Sorry, I just had to look up this Christopher Myers work and I kinda like it. It's this uh just like a patchwork of tapestry that's figurative. Just like is thirty thousand dollars enough? It's like what can you accomplish for thirty thousand dollars in art fabrication in America? Right. What would you do with thirty thousand dollars in uh fabrication uh, funds? Uh oh, I would love to like 3D print something giant. Like there's this company that a few friends work for in Berlin called Big Rep. And mm-hmm. they do like Frank Stella stuff, like those really tacky Frank Stella works. Right. Uh, but I think, it's, uh, I think that's an interesting use of the technology, whereas most 3D printing is, you know, kind of like tabletop size. This is something where you could really produce kind of really large works. So I would be interested in using $30,000 for that can't you uh 3d print stuff that's modular and just like uh you know piece it together into something large scale yeah that's true but i guess if it's something that was like you know like two meters by two meters uh, and it needs kind of like some sort of structural integrity or something i think would mm-hmm. be interesting uh i'm looking for this christopher myers artist all right and um Honestly, my thoughts on a large scale work have stayed the same throughout my throughout my practice these past ten years. I'm sort of always reluctant to go too big. I feel like there's a a loss of sense of intimacy and in a kind of dialogue between between you and the and the viewer. Mm-hmm. When you go too big, like I don't something that doesn't particularly interest me is sort of striking awe in the viewer um i like i much more prefer sort of um uh, uh like a a private kind of relationship between the spectator and the and the piece mm mm-hmm. um i don't even know what i would do with 30,000 dollars maybe uh um maybe pay down some debts <laughs> <laughs> i would get a new front door Uh, some windows (laughs) please our listeners we uh we plead to give pashemek thirty thousand dollars install a door honestly i need a new front door there's a major thermal gap Uh in my home gotta close the thermal gap (laughs) you've heard of the wage gap this is the thermal gap you heard of the thigh gap this is the thermal gap (laughs) uh i should just start a kickstarter and be like Anyone who gets me a window, a front door, another door for the like studio outbuilding out back. You are invited for a two-week residency at my foundation. Why don't you do like a whole stained glass thing? Ooh, that'd be nice. Just bring people over for residency that's stained stained glass sort of uh specific in its uh in its results and outcome and just outfit your whole house with a beautiful stained glass artistic that sounds beautiful and like a thermal bridge and a thermal gap um <laughs> does thermal does, does, Sorry. does stained glass work require a glory hole that's what i need to know oh my god <laughs> that's what it's um, called when you're glass blowing oh really yeah okay a glory hole <laughs> don't google know. it straight people <laughs> um sorry i'm just scrolling through to see if there's anything interesting coming up on clubhouse this week but the oh
1: god
0: the app has formally and officially been taken over by like small creative managerial types essentially yeah, PMCs, as they're called pmc it's just crazy how quick the whole thing became so professionalized and like granular oh, totally. in the topics and just the use of like, oh, sorry, just accidentally trying <laughs> to, sorry, a leaving room. quietly. Uh, I didn't join the the Ruhrraum. Um It's just uh, crazy. It became sort of, um, it's just like a substandard, like uh, 24-7 TED Talk. Yeah, exactly uh uh since we chatted, I went into two rooms. You were there in one, I think uh, I actually joined that Kenny Schachter discussion the other day, which was pretty insightful Daddy uh, Kenny Shocker. <laughs> He's like he's like a benevolent form of... Uh, a more innocuous form of Jerry Saltz, I would say. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. Is Jerry Saltz on Clubhouse? Or can he not figure out how to use his smartphone yet? Oh, God. Um. um no, the room I went into was various disconnected monologues. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I made light of on Instagram stories. But it's just all these kind of trending things like blockchain, NFTs. And you're like, what are any of you talking about? What was the topic? It was like the post-COVID art world. Oh, right. And then like Tiffany Zabladovich talking about hierarchies. And I'm just like, what? Oh God, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I was like, okay, hierarchies. <clears throat> and then um, and then the other room was that um, street art heavy room um yeah and i'm just like i like maybe if the audio quality was better and it didn't feel like you're using a push to talk phone like what are those it sounds like a yeah it sounds like a pay phone sort of quality thing it's like those phones they would advertise in 2005 where you could like push to talk when you're like your family members at the mall right like a sprint PCS or whatever it was next. It's just, it's just crazy how this app went from like nothing to this super, like well orchestrated, well warded like bios for people and the discussions and everything. It didn't have like even a, a good like week of just organic sort of, um, you know, evolution. Everything's just so heavy handed now. And so uninteresting. Like I feel like, Uh, maybe in just other words, there's nothing in there for me that's of interest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just think the format is not conducive to an actual conversation because I think people are trying too hard to make it like a panel. And these people are obviously angling to be invited to like the next, like, you know, art Basel salon or whatever talks. And it just doesn't work when it's like shitty audio quality, a lag. People have to like digitally raise their hand Ugh, I don't know. Yeah, basically. So this app just feels like we're forced to witness like a casting couch sort of yeah. <laughs> moment in these like <laughs> d-rate de- creatives and PMCs. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not very interesting. Also, at this point, what like I know that there's a, an abundance of creatives and art professionals in the field and whatever, but like, what more can you say? Like, even our thoughts on this pod are not like particularly unique prescient predictive like yeah i'm a dumbass like what am i gonna tell you (laughs) yeah um but yeah all these like oh post-covid art world it's like well what has you know if you've shaken up the art world and it's like what falls out of the basket it's like well the people at the bottom of the ladder are the most fucked and so how is anyone going to rectify that later on? They won't. Right. Um, so I don't know. Clubhouse sucks. It does suck. Um, yeah, I'm just scrolling through and seeing nothing really interesting coming up on my, uh, on my calendar. Also like who, who in Germany am I following that the vast majority of the recommendations and suggestions are, just the most boring like a german talks possible <laughs> unsurprisingly with the uh, Jan koenig like chiming in on every single one of them oh just like every new york times article that needs uh an opinion it's like we need a quote from him yeah don't get me started on the new york times <laughs> i was about to cancel my subscription yet again this week after the whole kerfuffle with the. Uh, <laughs> whatever but i'm uh, keeping it for the spelling bee which i love same
1: uh,
0: it really keeps my brain from uh rotting and turning to dust <laughs> i do have to cheat on occasion because some days it's just so difficult and some of the words are, are ridiculous like arc- arcane and um okay i just oh look look at this I just opened Clubhouse I now have six invites to what <laughs> to invite people they must be desperate because you get two oh. and you only get more if you're like hosting rooms um, oh I see well the ones the rooms that are being suggested are social media Perlen um And then another one, which is breaking. FB creates rival to Clubhouse. Mind blown. Mind blown. Mind blown. Thoughts? Question mark. Um. Also, also, these titles are just so force forcefully creative. Like, I I don't know what I can glean from a talk titled "Hour of Power." E food in Deutschland mit Q and A. What the hell is that about? What's e food? Oh my god. Um Soylent, uh. um creative directed <laughs> by Ryder Reps. <laughs> How to eat your blockchain. <laughs> oh it's like uh that dessert we like remember the one we had in warsaw and you said your grandma would make it block (laughs) oh i love that i love that we should we should uh crypto the block (laughs) (laughs) so i'm gonna join uh the book club panel at 230 with like 500 participants how can you get a word in oh my god can you go to Radio Shack and get some sort of connector so we can just record some rooms and play them on the podcast? <laughs> I mean, what's what's keeping us from doing it? I don't think there's any encryption on the on the uh, on the app anyhow. Like we started a room one time and I'm sure everything was recorded to the very last word. I was uh, uh. You know, eavesdropped by the CIA. Uh oh some fun people just joined. Um Iconic London dealer Rod Barton just followed me. Uh-huh. Uh Oh Matt Connor's daddy of the pod just signed up. Hey. Um yeah, sorry. I think it's uh they're struggling with uh recruiting some top talent. <laughs> well, it said I got more invites because I pick great people. So <laughs> Yeah. Don't know what that profiling was, but, uh, <laughs> um, okay. Here, I have another lightning round. Oh my God. I'm thank God. for you yes. uh, from, from the guardian. Yes. Was, was Rembrandt a proponent of slavery? Oh my God. Art critic, Jonathan Jones doesn't think so. Looking at two paintings by the Dutch master depicting slavers. He says the artist was more interested in their buckles than their personalities. <laughs> In Rembrandt's hands, this becomes not flattery, not professional hackery, but a judgment. This couple got the chance to be observed by the artist with the most penetrating eye in history, and all they could muster was lace, silk, pearls, and gold. Sounds, like, think, a, should we, sounds like a slow news day. <laughs> <laughs> should we uh, cancel cancel Rembrandt? I just don't know enough of the story. Uh okay, I'm looking at the story now. Rembrandt and slavery did the great painter have links to this abhorrent trade? I don't know how rich was he? Rembrandt, yeah, I mean his whole milieu was rich people he was painting, so obviously he was in that world yeah, um, yeah, also this uh I'm sorry for stating the obvious, but this whole sort of uh you know trend of the past. 15, 10 years or so of elevating the lesser heard voices and the disenfranchised, et cetera, et cetera. When has that ever, ever been the case in the entire history of art history? People who come from nothing and have gotten to, you know, express their voices. I'm not speaking against it, God forbid. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, look at the history of you know, from the Renaissance to uh, earlier and later than that, it was all people who were, you know, adjacent to money from money yeah um i mean money's the lubricant for uh for art making yeah i mean it's the company you keep obviously he didn't care like i i'm sure that was for him it's like oh that's the social norm people have slaves which yeah, doesn't mean, make 16- it right obviously but it's like he probably yeah, thought th- nothing of it like applying your modern day standards from 2021 to how people viewed slavery in 1634. God. Like, um, uh, so, silly. so that's why I say slow news day. Cause it's like, I would have never been second guessing what Rembrandt thought of slavery. I'd be like, Oh, he obviously didn't think anything of it. Maybe we should invite him on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Those paintings are beautiful. They're very lacy yeah uh the guy looks like a big faggot <laughs> um the woman looks like uh like uh regal from <laughs> um she has uh looks like chelsea clinton a little bit totally um yeah looks looks uncomfortable <laughs> what they're wearing jesus oh well well to uh paraphrase the name of the biennial may you live in boring times yeah so That's why slavery sucks and so does rembrandt for sporting it exactly. <laughs> next <laughs> any other lightning um, round specials uh i'm over on this end. i'm done on this end. um same since you took my Kim K one, but um. Oh, sorry. <laughs> anything <laughs> since we're like going in a more Oprah direction because there's been so much blowback for our <laughs> opinions. Uh huh. <laughs> any any uh, like Amir's favorite things this week you want to share or something heartwarming? Uh, I'm excited for the Fricks opening. What the at Frick? The- what the Ferk at the uh, at the Matt at the at the Breuer, uh, oh, on nice. Madison. So they're doing an extensive renovation they're uh, in their location on Fifth Avenue, and they're moving temporarily to uh, to what used to be the Met broyer to what used to be the Whitney. Oh, nice. Uh, and I'm excited for that. It's funny, just before COVID hit, uh, Gerhard Richter show open at the Met and was only open at the Met Breuer and it was only open for like seven days oh, before the shit. city shut down. Oh, uh, I hope that candle uh, flamed and go out. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know how much of an enthusi- enthusiastic audience there is out there for Gerhard Richter anymore. Like, we've seen the work, it's so. Yeah sort of so one trick pony. He's talented of course, but like uh like I've seen those monochromatic paintings over and yeah. over again and like the the squeegee abstractions I find garish. Just, <laughs> garish. I'm just lacking the adjective yeah. to It's it's like it's like the Damien Hirst butterfly paintings oh my basically God, like th- there's nothing I have less respect for than like late career artists deciding to just really pare it down and go with like a really basic technique and just like, you know, produce something arbitrarily. Yeah. Yeah. The squeegee paintings look like shitty furniture, furniture store art. Totally. It looks like the stuff I get on my Instagram browse feed. Oh, by like a gay artist wearing hot pants who poses in front of the work. You yeah, know what I mean? The, I w- or the one artist that does those like drip paintings from like a pendulum mechanism that like hovers over the (laughs) canvas or something like that. A spirograph. A spirograph. Or what's his name? The husband of the, of the Swedish real estate broker from million dollar listing air. Oh dear. fuck. What's his name? The, the (laughs) artist name, the, the artist name is Derek. Uh huh. The porn star's name was Sven Lundgren. I believe when he was doing porn. God, what's his name? That moron from a million dollar listing. The uh, Swede. God, Frederick we, Eklund. Frederick Eklund. We always make fun of Frederick Eklund. And he does that stupid praying mantis high kick. And Oh, my he's God. He's so tacky. He looks like he's melting. And I don't get it because when you go to Stockholm, no one looks like him. Like, he looks Swedish. But at the same time, like, on the streets, no one has that ugly face of his. Yeah, he looks like the Grinch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know who's hot? Steve Gold. Oh, he's so hot. Hot Jew. Mhm. And he was a hockey player. Oh, Something really? your people don't really do. Something Jews don't really do. Yeah. Like like hockey? Right. Uh, wait. So, uh Frederick Eklund's husband is Derek Kaplan. I guess another Jew. <laughs> or he could be turkish there's turkish Kaplans. (laughs) he's so white though um and he's uh he's an artist he's is he from new zealand or australia or he does have an annoying accent so i would say it's kind of that corner of the earth um Uh sorry uh yeah those are terrible he's actually zimbabwean (laughs) <laughs> Did he also own an emerald mine? <laughs> I'm just bro- I'm just browsing his uh, Instagram feed now. That explains everything. <laughs> yeah, he was always so uh, secretive about his art career on the show. Yeah, and then they showed those squeegee paintings. Yeah, basically, maybe he's the uh, his studio assistant of uh, <laughs> late career work of Gerhard Richter. Oh my god. Well, I did see the Gerhard Richter retrospective at the Neue National Gallery in Berlin in 2012. Oh, I remember that. It was nice to see all the works in one place. Um, but yeah, he's a painter who's like done it all and very capable. And he's got a blue check mark. He has a blue check mark. He's one of the richest Germans. He's on those like 400 richest Germans lists every year. Oh, sorry. Year. I, was, I was talking about Derek Chapter. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like Luke Toyman's. I'm just like, whatever. Yeah, it's flat. Anywho, I'm excited for the opening of the frick. (laughs) frick. (laughs) (laughs) What the flick?
1: Um,
0: Mm. yeah, and uh, besides that, there's uh, as Germans say, nach wie vor, nothing really exciting happening (laughs) in my life. (laughs) I'm still hoping to go down to Mexico City in a oh couple of weeks, and then to go to Israel for Passover, which I promised God. my grandmother, who turned 95 today, uh-huh. February 10th. That's so exciting. Yeah. Congratulations she's a, she's, to her. She's a COVID survivor, believe it or not. Amazing. Um, and I'm hoping to see her next month in Israel for Seder. Oh. What date does Passover start? I think it's uh, early this year. It's March 28th. Oh, wow. Yeah, everything is so early this year because um, it's Mardi Gras right now, basically. Oh, really? Yeah, tomorrow is, you know, like Fat Tuesday. So in Poland, it's Fat Thursday because it's like Tuesday (laughs) and and Thursday are like these two days associated with all this like Lenten stuff. So Twusty Czwartek is like the day in Poland and that's where you eat donuts, like the, you know, ponczki. Ooh, I can do that. Yes, and so, you know, it's like this is the week where every newspaper every year is like, which bakery in town has the best donuts? Um, So we're going to get some tomorrow. And I'm so where, excited. Where are those Pischik pisch- donuts? Oh, the ones from Lidl? <laughs> no, the homemade oh Pischik. <laughs> it's going to happen. But you know what? When you come for, uh, for our Norway project, I'm going to make them. Just make sure you air out the uh, house. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going to repost that little ad they made where it just said Pish check" uh-huh. with a donut. <laughs> and I felt seen for once. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Anything exciting coming up for you this week? Let me think. Um, so I'm here in southeastern Poland uh i'm helping my dad pick a ceramic tile for their bathroom Uh (laughs) for the house they're gonna move to in a couple of years we the two of us sound like a broken record by the way yeah i know but (laughs) i mean as is life you know what else is there yeah when i was on the phone today with our grandma wishing her a happy birthday i told her i'm coming next month and she she essentially said well she didn't direct it at me but she said that's what they've been saying every single month (laughs) it's gonna gonna end next month and then another month passes and nothing happens Uh and uh yeah it definitely feels like time has um contracted or expanded or just an eternal groundhog's Mm -hmm. day it's crazy uh other than that I'm like, I don't know what else I'm really doing here. I think tomorrow we're gonna go to a crystal factory because I want to see how Ooh. they make crystal. Hopefully they'll like let me walk around, but at least seeing how they cut it because it's all hand done. Where there's just like big scary cutting wheels and people like sit at the machines doing like that intricate uh, crystal work. Will they let you run a uh, moist pinky finger? <laughs> oh my God on the rim of a glass (laughs) oh wait did i tell you about my accident a few days ago sorry that i have to gross everyone out (laughs) no um my dad was using the small circular saw it's like the blade is like four inches or not even it's like three inches across like it's handheld. like it's like slightly bigger than a dremel Mm -hmm. and so you hold it with one hand and he was using it to cut the top off the door to like shave it down and I was holding the top of the door, and he didn't see that my hand was there, and he like rammed into my finger, and I'm so yeah. lucky, yeah and I and I screamed, and uh luckily, it was just a cut, like it looked like like a knife cut would have actually been worse. Oh my God, but That's still so it, scary. yeah, it's still bled, and it's still like two days later, very fragile. Um, but I'm lucky I didn't lose the tip of my finger. Oh my God, be careful! I know. And I just like wasn't thinking. I was so exhausted that day, and that's what happens when you're tired and just trying to finish all these tasks. Yeah, that's how accidents happen. Yeah, and yeah, it was kind of nuts, but it was very sweet. My dad was then instantly went into parent mode and was babying me, which he never does. Oh. it was very sweet. That's so sweet. Yeah but it's okay. But other than that, I just want to yeah, enjoy the Fat Thursday delights. Um and then I'm going to take the train cross country back home on oh, Sunday. Yeah. So pray for me. Going to wear my N95 mask. <laughs> well, actually before we uh record our next episode, uh it's my birthday. I know. Oh god, I wish I was there. I did. A day after Valentine's sweet. Are you doing anything for Valentine's? Um, I've been single since twenty twelve, so no. And <laughs> if anyone wants to be my Valentine, please reach out so I don't post that Ralph Wiggum <laughs>
1: cartoon again.
0: Which I has a has a N ninety-five mask voucher to share with you if you will be his Valentine. All oh, right. Well. well, on that note, on that note, nice talking to you. You too, Amir. Um, share some more dispatches <laughs> with you next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alrighty. Okay. Choose. Okay. Choosey. Bye. Bye.